Have you found yourself just surviving at work versus thriving through it? Well, I did too, and it caused me to end a 20-year career. When I look back at that experience, I was lacking the community I needed to make it through it. That's why I wanted to create this group where amazing women can come together to help each other. We are not complaining and we are not whining. We are solving each other's problems with the goal of thriving through the shit we find ourselves in. Hello, Thriving Through the Shit community. I hope you're doing awesome. It is Monday, March 13th. And I am coming to you from Washington, D.C. So if you've listened to my podcast over the last month, you know that I was in Louisville, Kentucky, planning an event, went back there for a couple other jobs, and it was awesome. And now I'm back in this cool city. I shouldn't say Washington, D.C. Actually, I'm actually in Alexandria, Virginia. But, you know, it all kind of everyone says it's about the same stuff. So um, I tell you this because yesterday... I drove for about nine and a half hours with me and the two dogs that you have come to know and love, uh, Myla and Sophie, and we are very thankful to not be in a car anymore. But let me tell you why I decided to talk about what we're going to talk about today, and it does have to do with my drive. So as you guys know, I'm working on coaching, you know, getting my coaching business off the ground. And to do that, one of the areas that I really wanted to focus was on getting a couple certifications. So I just recently got a certification and I'm going for a second one. And part of that second certification is you have to have a number of hours in training. And, you know, part of what you can do is is listen to books, read books, whatever it is. And so I chose to, you know, take yesterday's opportunity of for many, many hours in the car and did an audiobook. And the book that I read was called How Women Rise, and it was phenomenal, and it is what inspired today's podcast. So the idea behind How Women Rise, or the premise behind it, I should say, is that we all know there's external barriers to, you know, breaking the glass ceiling or the cement ceiling, whatever you want to call it. Someone actually said that to me recently, which, uh, you know, I thought was very visual, there are certainly external barriers. There's certainly, you know, unbi- or unconscious bias. There's certainly discrimination that, you know, all those things. But the idea behind the book that I listened to yesterday was where do you want to spend your time and how do you want to focus your time? And it meant what's in your control and what's not. So said another way is, you know, I can bitch and complain and whine about all these external barriers that get in the way of me and you, or I can focus on what is in my control and try to spend my time there instead of on things that, you know, are going to take decades and decades and decades to change. It does not mean that we have to accept those things. I, you know, Definitely don't hear me wrong here. It doesn't mean we have to say, okay, no big deal. I'm perfectly fine with all the shit. But it does, for me at least, what really resonated was, you know, there's only so many minutes in the day and there's only so much kind of brain capacity that I have to spend on certain things. And I'd rather spend it on things that I can control and things that I can actually influence myself or with other people versus things that I cannot. And so I, that's really what's inspiring this podcast. 
So I'm sure that there's many, many of you out there that have things going on that you, you know, you're frustrated. You're saying, I can't achieve this goal or, you know, I'm, I, what, I'm not getting to the next level that I want to get at, whatever it is. And what I want to ask you is if you, when you t- think about what your obstacles are that are in your way, are you thinking about what other people are doing? Or are you thinking about things that you can do? And if the answer is you're spending your time worrying about what other people think or do or the obstacles they're putting in your way, I want to challenge you to think about how do you turn that mirror inward and say, what is in my control and how can I influence this situation for the better? And I think that mindset shift will be really, really, really beneficial for all of us. I know, you know, even in this 24-hour period, as I'm thinking through certain things, I just, it's really changed my view on, you know, certain situations that I am in right now. So I'll share with you a couple stories. Um, One story I'm going to share with you is actually pretty recent. I have you know, someone that she gave me permission to tell this story. But as you guys know, I don't use names or um, I don't mention businesses. So obviously, the anonymity is always there. But I did ask her if she minded if I shared this story. And so I was talking to a woman recently who is looking, you know, she's in the probably in most of our worlds, we, we would consider her like the director level, maybe senior director in your business, depending on what your levels look like. But, you know, she's she's kind of an up and coming executive or almost in the executive ranks. OK, and she has a coworker who she thinks a lot of, but she would describe this coworker as kind of like a frenemy. And so she likes the coworker. She you know, she says they work together. And quite honestly, they're very similar in their you know, meaning like they're similar in their respect respect profiles is how I would call it. It sounds like they don't actually lead their teams the same way, but they are both considered experts. They're both people that other people want to work for and that, you know, they've garnered a lot of respect, which I love. And it is two women, actually, which I love, too, um, in a uh probably male, you know, predominantly male environment. And so as she was explaining this to me, I remember, you know, I was like, oh, this is great. I love that, you know, you're having a diverse environment and you're both doing really well, you know, all that, those things. And then what she shared with me is while she likes this woman very much, she has no disillusions, if you will, or no illusions, I guess, that this woman won't do what she needs to do to get ahead, even if it were to mean to, uh, you know, not be super supportive of her, of my client. And so, you know, her concern and what she asked me to think about is, you know, how can I manage through this situation? How do I deal with this? And, you know, so we started to unpack that a little bit. And one of the questions that was asked was, what, you know, what are you scared of? If she were to do whatever you're picturing, what is the implication of that? And the answer was, well, you know, what if she were to put doubts in people's head about, you know, my capabilities and and hurt my ability to go to the next level because she wants the job, you know, all those kind of things. And so this idea of what we can control versus what we can't started to come out here. And I asked her this question. I said, okay, so do you have the capability of stopping her from doing that? And obviously the answer to that question is no, right? You don't. 
So I said, knowing that, if this is a concern for you, what opportunities do you have that you can head this off? You know, if you're concerned that she's going to, you know, I mean, frankly, sabotage it. She was being very friendly because she likes this person. But as I was listening to it, you know, it was more like a sabotage kind of thing. Um, you know, I said, what what opportunities do you have to head this off? And so that's where we spend a lot of our time was, you know, focusing in areas that she could control. And by the time we got off the phone, you know, she's she's a reoccurring client of mine you know, it was probably one of the best calls that we had and some of the biggest breakthroughs because we really didn't spend any time talking about what an external factor was doing. We spent all the time thinking about, okay, if this is going to happen, let's assume that it is going to happen. What's your action plan? What can you do and put in place? So that's one example I wanted to share with you because, you know, this that what I just shared with you is a very common occurrence. You know, people are concerned that their coworkers are trying to undermine them. You know, they're concerned that maybe their boss doesn't support them enough. You know, whatever it is, they don't get enough exposure from their boss. You know, all those things. And whatever, you know, insert your story there, whatever it is, if you spend time trying to think about how to change that person 99.9% of the time, you're going to run into a brick wall. But if you spend the time thinking about, okay, there's nothing I can do to change that. What can I do? That's where you start to move forward and you get off this merry-go-round of frustration or you know the pits of hell that you get so frustrated in. You get out of that because you've now taken control back and you've started to own your own, you know, whatever it is, your career or whatever the situation is. So I love that. The second story I want to share with you is about a woman. Again, she gave me permission to share this story because she agreed that this is probably so common and she wanted to, you know, help people, which I love her for. Her story is she has interviewed a couple times to try to get a promotion and she's just not breaking through. She's not getting the job. You know, they're giving her the feedback of, hey, we love you. We think you're doing great things. Just hang in there, you know, yada, yada, yada. And the way I always describe that is, yes, you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty, but it's just not your turn yet. You know, that's what I used to always say when it was me. And so, you know, she and I were speaking and obviously we were talking about what obstacles she feels like could be in her way and what, you know, what her goals are and all the things that, you know, we needed to talk about. But what she kept reverting back to was how she just wanted to understand what went wrong in the interview. And, you know, and I asked her, I said, so if you know that, what will you do with it? And she said, well, you know, I'll understand what the problem is and, and you know, I can adapt for next time or all those kind of things. And I stopped her and I said, well, let's just play out a scenario. What if they tell you that they don't think you're strategic enough? You know, let's say that. What if they tell you that? What are you going to do about it? And she was stumped. And, you know, so we I went through a couple other examples and I asked those questions. And so what we came to you guys is it really wasn't appropriate for her to spend her time trying to understand what happened in the past. That was a waste of time because no matter what she found out, it wasn't going to change the outcome of that situation. And so, and frankly, whatever she found out, that job wasn't going to be open again because they had just filled it. Now, it, could it be? Yes. But is it likely? No, it is not. And so, you know, we both came to the decision together of 
where's the best place for her to spend her effort and her time? And the answer was not looking backwards. It wasn't looking at what went wrong in the interview, why they didn't hire her, you know, all those kind of things. The answer was focusing on your goal and understanding what you need to do to achieve that goal. So let's talk about this. Now, some of you might be saying, well, that's ridiculous because if she doesn't know why she's not getting the job, she can't achieve the goal. And I don't disagree with you on that. But I think what I'm trying to get across here is the real goal is to not understand why she didn't get the job. The real goal is to get the, you know, what her goal is, is to get to the executive level, is to get to the executive level in a job that she's going to enjoy. And so now that that job is off the table, she needs to look around and say, okay, what are the next opportunities? Who are the influencers? And how do I get to them now? to understand what they need and any concerns they might have about me or, you know, if they think I'm ready. And if she spends her time on that, that is what's going to move her toward her goal. And so she asked me, she said, Julie, what if, long story short, I asked her what she was scared of. There was a couple of things about fear that we were working through. And I said, what are you scared of? And she said, you know, I'm scared of finding out that they don't think I'm capable of it and that I don't have a shot. So we spent time on that. And I said, okay, if that happens, what's in your control? And the answer was what was in her control is if she stays in that business or not. And so regardless of the outcome, because I get it, I mean, hearing Hearing someone say that they don't think you're ready or that you're not capable is really difficult because, you know, let's admit it, we all attribute that to failure. And so I get it that that's scary. But even if that were to be the outcome, which I really don't think it's going to be in this woman's case. And if it is, I, you know, I actually feel a little bad for her company because I know she's very capable and I know some company is going to pick her up and have great things and she's going to have a great career. But let's say that happens she still can control her decision and if she chooses to stay there, if she chooses to go versus thinking about, okay, what do I, what did I do wrong last time and how do I adjust for the next interview? Because candidly, what she was starting to do and what was making me nervous was she was going to adapt so much that her next interview wasn't going to be her and she was going to try to become something that she wasn't based on that feedback, which has its own issue, right? But the reality was, even if that wasn't going to be her case, if she was going to look backwards instead of forward, she was moving farther away from her goal instead of towards it. So I think that's a very strong story, and I think that's something that we all need to keep in mind on, you know, where do we focus our time and what, you know, what do we do? And so I'll share with you my story. So you know, as you guys know, you know, the company that I worked at was a great company, and it's still a great company. But after many years, I found myself in a situation that wasn't working for me. And I had spent so much time looking inward and saying, okay, what can I do differently? How can I improve this? You know, who, how can I get allies? How can I network in other areas to work around the problems I was having with some leadership? You know, whatever it was. And I had spent so much time looking inward and trying to figure that out that I finally just had to give up because I was exhausted. I was literally exhausted. And so I I want to figure this out because some of you are saying to me right now as you're listening to this going, Julie, trust me, my problem is not blaming other people. My problem is being so darn hard on myself and being so self-deprecating and blaming myself that I get taken advantage of or, you know, I'm not 
I don't know when to give up or, you know, whatever it is. And hear me now, ladies, I feel you because that was me. I very much, and that is my nature. And frankly, that's a whole lot of women's nature is to really blame ourselves and be so self-critical on ourselves. And so knowing that, I want to address that topic. And so in my scenario, like I said, I was really struggling, but it was all about, okay, what can I do to improve this? How do I do better? I was asking my mentors that question. I mean, quite honestly, I was asking the leader that I was having the problem with that question. Um, and obviously I wasn't getting, you know, too too much input on that, but I, I really was. I was putting it out there. And I finally just had to look up and say, why am I so tired every day? Why is this so hard? And the answer was because in this case, it really wasn't an internal issue. It was something that I was just going to beat my head up against the wall over and over and over. So I had to ask myself, okay, if I accept this situation as fact, it is not going to get better. There's not much I can do about it. What are my choices? And my choices were either to leave or to go to a different area of the business. And if you guys don't know my story, go ahead and listen to the podcast, either my first podcast or the first few, because it will tell you the story. But even in that situation, you all, I still had to say, I can't be a victim here, right? I can't blame somebody else on what's going on. I have to take control back and decide what I'm going to do. And so each one of you, I'm going to say this, you know, whether you're having career issues, you're having issues feeling like you're a bad mom, you know, you're comparing yourself to other moms and, you know, you're working full time and you're feeling like you're a jerk because you're, you know, buying the cookies instead of making them or whatever your situation is. Instead of looking at that and saying, well, it's because I have to work and it's this and that, you know, you can ask yourself what is in my control and what's not. And it, I think every time you ask yourself that situation or that question, you're going to be able to look at your situation with um, better, you know, a better lens and have a better mindset to actually move forward. So let me bring it back to the book that I was reading or listening to yesterday, I will say, uh, for seven and a half hours, the book was. Um, again, it, the premise of the book was we're not going to talk about external barriers at all. We're all going to talk about the habits we have that get in our way of achieving our goals. And I want to bring this up because many of us, are hard on ourselves and we'll say, okay, I failed at this or I didn't do as as good as that person did, you know, and we kind of compare ourselves to other people. But I do wonder if we really look at our strengths as well as our opportunities or, um, you know, areas of improvement, however you want to call it, with just a, you know, like a welcoming lens, right? Now, if it's your strengths, it's easy to look at it with a welcoming lens. You know, you can say, oh, hey, I'm a good communicator. I believe in communicating or, hey, I'm a good presentation giver or whatever it is. And if that happens, typically a woman is going to say, yes, I'm good at that, but you're just going to move on because we don't really brag about things as much. But if you're struggling with something, we don't really like to focus on that because it's well, I shouldn't say that. We don't like to focus on it as an opportunity to improve. We are hard on ourselves. And so I want to challenge us to do better in this area and say, okay, yes, I am not super great at this thing, but I know I can be if I choose to be. And if I choose to focus on it, I know I can improve. Or 
You could say, I know I'm not great at this thing, but it's not my priority. So I'm just going to have to accept that good enough is good enough. And in this area, I know that I'm going to not excel and that's okay, but I'm going to be good enough. But in other areas, I will excel that are more important to me. And so however you want to talk to yourself about this is totally fine, you guys. But I want to bring this idea of up of like, what if, I mean, just what if we could stop being so hard on ourselves and look at our needs of improvement areas. I'm not even going to say opportunities. I'm going to say needs of improvements because that's what they are, right? What if we could look at those as a gift and say, that's cool. I'm going to work on these things because I think it's going to improve me in this way and it's going to help me get to my goal versus saying, oh my God, I suck at this. I'm, you know, it's embarrassing. This person's so much better. I'm such a dumbass. You know, I mean, all the things that we say in our head that are so mean to ourselves. What if we just said, yeah, I can't wait to improve in that area. I'm going to put an action plan in place to do it. It's just so small, but it's so important to say, I'm not a dumbass. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take control of this thing that I'm not good at and I'm going to become good at it. And so I will share that with you right now. I, for the last year, have been in a life transition. I quit my job in April of 2022. I am recording this in March. It's actually my anniversary today, you guys. I have been married for 14 years and we still like each other. So that is super cool. I'm going to celebrate that. Um, But I've been in a life transition. And so, you know, for the past few months, I've been trying to get my business off the ground And coaching is something that I'm extremely passionate about. So I want to focus in executive coaching, career coaching, business coaching, you know, all those things I have tremendous passion for. And what I do not excel at is the marketing side of the world. And I don't mean getting my message out. That is actually an area that I'm strong in. It's more creating the tools to do it. So the website, the logo, you know, the business plan, all that stuff. I shouldn't say business plan, but, you know, certain areas of business plan, all those things. I'm not great at those things because I worked in an environment where we had amazing experts that did that for us. And I could have never come close to what they did because they were experts and trained in it. And so I said to myself, okay, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to have to get my name out there. I don't excel in these areas. So what am I going to do about it? And the answer was, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to have fun with it. So you guys, I have a network of people that I could call and be like, hey, I'm trying to do a website. What, you know, I I don't want to pay you to do it because I want to own it. What do you suggest I do? You know, what sites do you think are helpful? So I would ask questions that way. YouTube and I are best friends. You guys, I am 46, never really paid attention to YouTube. I am best friends with YouTube. I am seriously best friends. That's all I do. Canva, I'm a Canva girl. I figured out Canva. My daughter-in-law turned me on to Canva and now I crush it with Canva. I love it. And so I'm telling you this and you can probably hear the inflection in my voice is because I am so proud of what these, I consider these really big feats. They're probably a little smaller than I'm considering them, but for me, they were big and I took control of it and I owned it. And now I'm really proud of what I did. And I had a coaching call today with someone. He was a former CFO. He is an amazing man that I have a ton of respect for. And he looked at my website and he told me it was 
awesome. It asked me if I could help him with his. And I was like, I've made it. I'm so proud of myself. And so I share this story with you because this is not insurmountable, but I looked at my needs of improvement or my opportunity areas and said, okay, I got to fix this. If I want to achieve my goal, how do I go about it in a way that is sustainable? And so I focused on it and you guys can do that too. It could be fitness goals. It could be an education goal. It could be a work goal. It could be getting the next promotion all those things. But if you have that mindset that says, I'm not going to focus on my external barriers. I'm going to focus my area and, or my, you know, focus on what I can control. And you put the end goal out there of what you're trying to achieve. You're going to succeed. And so I'm going to wrap it up. I'm making this one really short because I just think this is such a succinct topic, but I think it's super important. And I'm hoping you guys listen to it in your quick drives to work. Um, You know, it's under 30 minutes. My friend's going to be so proud of me. She's been telling me. But I want to finish with this one thought. Two thoughts. Focus on what you can control versus what external barriers that you don't have control over are. That's the first one. I'm beating that, you know, to death. But the second one is... If you are struggling to achieve your goal and you're looking in the past for answers, you're going farther away from your goal. If you're looking in the future and you're saying, here's what my goal is, what are the things I can do now to achieve that goal? You're moving closer to your goal. Our tendency is to look in the history to try to explain why things didn't happen. And when we do that, that does not bring us closer to making things happen. It brings us farther away. It also makes us solve a problem for something that doesn't exist anymore. So in the case of the woman that I was telling you about, she didn't get this job that she wanted and she wants to understand why, but that job's not available anymore. So wouldn't her time be better spent focusing on what she needs to do now to achieve the goal in the future? And the answer is yes. If she spends her time there, she's moving closer to something as opposed to farther away. Okay, so I'm going to leave you with that. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing week. If you want to discuss this more, please email me at thrivingthroughtheshit at gmail.com. And if you want to talk about any consulting or coaching opportunities, please visit my website at www dot a woman with heart consulting.com. I'd love to hear from you again. I'm on Instagram as well. You can visit me there at thriving through the shit and any other way that you want to get in touch with me is totally fine because I would love to hear from you guys hear what's going on in your lives and what you want to talk about. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the thriving through the shit podcast. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review this podcast. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Julie's consulting or coaching business, please visit this website, awomanwithheartconsulting.com, and you'll see how you can get in touch with her there. I so appreciate you being part of this community. I believe we solve our challenges so much better when we work together. Have a great week.